Hello, good people upon the planet of Earth. Welcome to You Are Worthy, the podcast whereupon which we speak of feelings, emotions, and all of things in between of them. My name is Michael Mookie Blakelock, otherwise known as Lil Mookie B, comedian, podcaster, influencer, person who is making the most of the time I have upon this beautiful Mother Earth. Welcome of today's podcast episode. You would tell me if I was doing something wrong, right? Like you, the home listener. I didn't just turn and ask that of someone in the room of me right now. There's no one here. I live alone. I'm talking of you, my loyal fan. If I did something wrong, if I displayed behavior that was not in line with how you know me to be, that is not in line with the teachings of therapy that you know me to use, you would call me out, wouldn't you? Now, most of you probably inside your heads just now said the word no. No, Lil Mookie B, I would not call you out if I noticed you having of a flaw. I've had no reason to do so thus far, but in the hypothetical and unlikely situation of you doing something wrong, I would not let you know. I would let you fend of yourself and suffer of the consequences solely of your own actions. That's what you thought just now. And look, I do get people calling me out. Trust me, upon my comments, upon my Apple reviews, what have you. But those are people that are like nitpicking about stupid shit. Like, oh, why are you not upon Stitcher? Oh, like, why do you do such long rants at the top of the podcast? I just want to hear the interview part. Like, whatever it may be, little petty thing that they are complaining of. You can call that calling out if you want to, I guess. That is not the same thing I am talking about here. I am talking about making a big mistake, like a real-life fuck-up that hurts of others. And while you and I both know that I have done no such thing just now, this does happen. And I am man enough to admit that I have made mistakes of this nature in the past, before I started attending of therapy. So I ask you again, listener, if I made a major biff... Would you call me out and hold me accountable of it? And again, you say, no. Okay, fair enough. And actually, I am here to tell you that that's fine. You do not have to call me out for something that I did. Something that has nothing to do of you, even though we feel as though we must these days. But if you are not going to call me out, then who the hell is? And the answer to that question is me. Yes, you heard that correctly. Your earphones are not broken. Me. Or in the case of you, you. Because if no one else will hold us accountable, then we must hold ourselves accountable. We must call ourselves out. And look, It sucks that people won't do these kinds of things for us sometimes. Like, it's not that much to do to just, like, tell me I'm doing a bad job and tell me what I need to change about myself. Like, it's not that hard. I try and do that for other people all the time, like, as much as I can. But I cannot do that for everyone. That is simply impossible. There are too many people living their lives wrong that I simply could not call out each and every one of them. But when there are people of social media who are being of misogyny or like ripping off my vibe, I do what I can to call them out and shut them down and get their account suspended or whatever it may be. That is within my grasp. That is my jurisdiction. But one thing I have learned of my therapist, Dr. Myra Delaney, fascinatingly enough, is that other people are not responsible for me, just as I am not responsible for other people. I am only responsible for myself. And so in that same spirit, I am responsible for calling myself out and holding myself accountable. See how that makes sense? Because it is hard to look upon our own mistakes and admit we have done wrong things. So when faced of our own shortcomings or shitty stuff we do or say, we tend to pull up of the rug and sweep of them underneath of it. And we make a wish to the powers on high to just make it disappear magically. So we do not have to feel the feelings of what that feels like. But to ignore these mistakes in this way 
makes us bound to repeat of them. And as soon as we make another mistake of the future of that, all of the things under the rug will explode forth from out under the rug because the rug is not big enough or strong enough to hold of all of our ignored mistakes. I want to give you a clever and cool example of this. There is an epic final scene of a movie called Eight Mile, and it stars the rapper Eminem playing himself. It's like the real-life story of his life as a young up-and-coming white hip-hop person and the struggles he faced because of that. And in this epic finale of the film, he is doing of a rap battle in the sewer with his rap enemy. And for those of you who don't know of rap battles, they are set up in such a way that two rappers will freestyle rap insults at each other until one of them wins. So that is to say, they look at the flaws and mistakes of the other rapper they are faced against and try and sort of diss them, I guess to say. Or that is to say, disrespect of them. So much so that they lose the battle of rap. And what is depicted of this scene is no different. And so it is Eminem's turn to go first of the rap battle, which you think would be bad because then you don't get to hear of what your rap opponent says of you. So you can then respond and go back harder. So you would, you would kind of want to go second, but Eminem was actually very clever of this and used it of his advantage. So the beat drops or starts, I guess, and Eminem starts to rap and what he rapped of actually quite shocked his opponent. And it shocked me too when I first saw it. And I'm sure it shocked audiences of film lovers around the globe. Rather than rapping about all the flaws and negative things of his opponent, he starts rapping about the flaws and mistakes of himself calling himself out, so to say, from a rap so that the other rapper of the battle had no material left of which to insult him with and therefore was stumped and had to forfeit the rap battle. He called himself out and he won. And so if there's a lesson we can learn of this is that we must not wait for others to tell us of our mistakes. And we should not be afraid of this either. Let us be the ones to look of ourselves without fear and call out of our own misgivings. And so that way, whenever anyone else tries to call us out of these things, they will not be able to and they will be embarrassed. They will have no fuel against us and we can feel better about ourselves knowing that not only did we hold ourselves accountable but the others around us that seek to diss us lose and we win. And I can't think of any better reason to do it than that. (sighs) All right. I call this rap battle for me. (laughs) Rant battle, I should say. No, I'm messing with you. Let's get the podcast started already. But first, let's do some positiveness. Suck it in and blow it out. I want you to have good energy flow today. That is to say that I want the energy inside of you to move seamlessly and smoothly with inside of your body, aka flow. Because there is actually energy within your body. That is true, I've read about it, and I often feel it. Like when certain parts of my body are like buzzing or throbbing, that is my energy. And maybe you do not feel it the same way I do, but don't worry, after this you will. So I want you to close your eyes and shut off of the lights in whatever room you are in. I want us to just be with our bodies. No outside stimuli is allowed beyond this point of the podcast. So close your eyes and shut off the lights. Actually, shut off the lights and then close your eyes. I think it might be hard to do it the other way around. Shut off the TV and the radio and all the other electronics around you. Except for whatever you are listening to this on as of currently, you'll need that. And if there's someone else upon the room with you that would be affected of you doing these things, turning the lights off and what have you, that would be sitting in the dark, unable to read or whatever they're doing, they need to leave right now. Just get them out now. You can explain of them later. Just, they can't be there. 
Is the room clear now? Good. I want you to be there alone with your body and with me. Listen to nothing else. Look at nothing else. Smell of nothing else. Taste of no other tastes but yourself. Feel how your body feels. Feel if there are any aches or pains or feelings of any kind in any part of your body. Like, what does your foot feel like? The left one. What does your back feel like? What does your arm and shoulder feel like? Separately and together. These are just a few examples of parts of your body in case you needed them. Feel what feelings there are to feel. Now that you feel them, what do they feel like? Is it good? Like pleasure and relaxation? Or is it bad? Like pain and aching and throbbing and like... Gross. These are the ones we want to focus on, believe it or not. Because herefore lies the blockages in our energy flow. These are the places that are stopping us from feeling the best we can feel today. So let's open up the plug and pour down the Drano. So focus on these blockages, hardly, intensely. Feel the energy piling up against it like a dam to a flood. Like the zombies of the movie World War Z with Brad Pitt trying to get over that wall. Oh, that's a good one. Imagine it like that. Like, instead of zombies, though, it's your energy. Um, which is actually good. Okay, so maybe that actually isn't a good one. Because zombies are bad. Okay, let's go back to water to a dam. Because water is good. I try and drink 120 ounces a day. Anyways... Imagine your energy water crashing up against the dam of your blockages. And watch as the dam starts to burst. Watch a little crack form in the dam. And then watch it like spider web out with more cracks like... <laughs> See the water start to leak through the cracks. See that? It's working. Watch as the ground starts to rumble. And the tourists taking pictures at the top of the dam start to lose their balance because, like, everything is shaking. And the tour guide is like, we need to evacuate now! And an alarm goes off with, like, a red light. That is our blockages breaking down. And now watch the dam burst. And the water spray forth, drowning all that is around it. Like a tsunami just leaving a trail of devastation. That is our energy. And it's flowing quite nicely now, I'd say. Do you feel it? Good. Sit in it for a moment of time. Bring your attention back to your physical body and feel how it feels different and better than it did when we started. Pretty cool, huh? And as your energy flows freely and smoothly for the rest of this day, Remember these things I say to you every time. You are brave. You are strong. You are beautiful. You are courage. You are light. You are loved. You are worthy. With Lil Mookie B. Hello, listeners, and welcome back of the interview portion of the podcast. Uh, my guest today is someone that I know personally, someone that I have known of intimately of my past. Um, you know, we talk of relationships upon this podcast and we talk of, you know, we talk of healthy relationships. We talk of unhealthy relationships. This is a relationship of mine and every relationship, of course, has validity and um, has importance of people's past, including mine. And I'm sure of this person and we'll hear from her in just a moment here. My guest today is um, an ex-girlfriend of mine. And you might be shuddering of that thinking, Mookie, why would you have this person of your podcast? That's an ex of yours. But I'm here to show you that, you know, exes can be friends and exes can you know, have of good relationships and that somebody such as myself who attends a therapy can um, speak of anyone, whether or not they have been intimate of this person upon a bedroom or any other uh, part of their life. So I want to welcome of my guest, uh, Jane Hardy. Jane, welcome. It's so good to see you again. Oh my goodness. It's, this is crazy. Isn't I, this crazy? It's a little I, crazy. Oh, I haven't, just even hearing your voice is like, yeah. I feel like I had like a weird react, like 
my brain was like, oh, fire parts of my brain that haven't been alive in a long time. That's crazy. Yeah, sort of, sort of, a, a sort of, a, you know, a, an awakening and sort of being very happy to see of someone who you had a very close and intimate relationship of. Um, I guess to catch up of the listeners, um, you and I uh, dated. Yeah, well, we were together. We were yeah, we were a boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, I guess you could say we were of an exclusive serious monogamous relationship. Yeah. For for about a year. Yeah, for a year. For a, 11 and a half months. Yeah, yeah, and of course we round that up to a year um because why not? And this was a few years ago and you know it uh it didn't end up lasting of course you know as as you as the listeners <laughs> right. have heard I've called you my ex upon here and that doesn't necessarily mean anything bad happened it just means that relationship uh ran of its course and sure sure and it doesn't necessarily mean anything good happened I mean we just haven't gotten into it yet but it bad or good we don't know well we know yeah I mean I know yeah, and and of course, you know, maybe your opinion differs of mine, but you know, we we were there and we know what happened and this is sort of an opportunity for my audience, my large audience to see what a healthy relationship, a healthy breakup, a healthy friendship between two people can oh, look like. A friendship. Wait, I'm so con- I'm sorry. I'm so confused now because I feel. Well, wow. what are you confused? I'm of? sorry. I just got so I just got so confused because I remember when we were together, and I would say like, "Oh, I'm so happy that I'm with my best friend." You were like, "I would never be best friends with a woman. Like, women and men can't be friends. Like, we're in a relationship, but like, you're not my friend." Like, I remember you'd always be like, "You're not my friend. Stop saying you're my friend." Remember? Well, I, I think I think if you're explaining it, and I guess we're sort of j- jumping right into the deep end of right now, but um, you know, I think at the time I was just sort of trying to explain to you that like we were dating and we were not friends. Do you know what I mean? Like we are friends right. now, but we were not friends at the time. Like I don't, you know, are we like friends now. I this is the yeah. I've well, talked to you in three and a half years. Well, three years and five months. Yeah. And, and of course we're rounding that up to three and a half years. And of course it's been a busy three and a half years for me, as I'm sure it has been for you. Oh, it's been insane. Insanity. Just crazy busy. Well, well catch me up of it. I mean, what, what's gone on between the time that we stopped dating and, and now today of my podcast? Well, I mean, as you know, the end of, you know, we didn't see the end of the breakup in the same way. Like I, I was like very ready to keep going forward Mm -hmm. and you let me know that you needed me to break up with you because you didn't want to break up with me so you kind of walked me through that process and I did end up um kind of breaking up with myself um and then I actually like I had just the most wild time I joined a men's rights group and ugh. That was just life changing. I mean, you joined a men's re- interesting, and um, yeah. I, I guess we'll uh, we'll put a pin in what you said of our parting of ways because, like you said, I think we see this differently. But tell me about you. You joined of a men's rights group. Now, yeah. I, I would say the first thing that comes to mind of me is that you are a woman, and that you would not join a group such as that. I think I was just sort of like. Like when you and I ended, I was like, how can I make myself better so that this kind of breakup doesn't happen to me again? You know, and so I was like, what would what would you basically want me to be like? And I was like, I'm going to make myself your dream woman so that men like you will never reject me again. Mm. And and that was a really that was a journey that was a real journey and I'm not on it anymore. And that, and that was a separate, I'm like, I got off that boat. I docked. I said, I said goodbye. I'm a little, I got my sea legs. I took off my sea legs, Mm. but it was a fun journey. Mm. Now, when, when you say of, men when when you sort of like accusally point your finger of me and say men like you what do you what do you mean by that oh god i didn't even mean to do it accusedly i guess i meant um men who men who don't see women maybe as their equal and their friend so much as like um so much as as like an extension of them in situations where they need 
an extension. And I, and I was just trying to be many versions of that extension. Mm. You know, I feel like I was too much myself when we were together. Do you know what I mean? Like I was always like, I have a need or like, I want to do this. And like, I think that's what really led to our demise. Hmm. Because I'm wondering if you, um, you know, we look at situations like this where we do not feel of ourselves, where we feel like we have to sort of be people pleasers and, you know, adapt and mold ourselves to be what someone else wants. And I'm wondering if that's sort of an issue of you and not necessarily much of an issue of me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like this. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like I'm putting my own like issues onto something that you that you caused when really it maybe it was just something in innately in in me um what let's what, do you remember how we met i mean of course i remember how oh my god it was like <laughs> the craziest thing <laughs> i know it was on tinder and um and uh, we had matched. We had swiped right of each other. We had and swiped. Right. We both had pictures of our feet. I know that's right. I had had. I had had pictures of. Um, I had. Um, I had these new um, Nike Air Force One sneakers that were like brand new, pristine. But I had like. Um, it was sort of of a situation where I had been eating of an ice cream cone and a little and a, like some chocolate ice cream had dripped on my my shoe, and I was like holding my shoe up to my face and like frowning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, I really loved that picture. I think that might actually be why I swiped right. I thought that's really, that's really funny. You know, like to me, I was like, oh, that's really funny that something bad happened to his shoe, but he's making light of it, you know? Yeah. Sort of like not letting small things sort of get me down, which is just sort of a quality I've always had. And then of course you had of your picture of, it was sort of your feet sort of like buried in like the sand of a beach a little bit. Yeah. And that it was the sand of a, a of my backyard beach that I, that remember that I made with like put the blue tarp down and I got sand. I remember that we had a lot of good times on that beach. My backyard (laughs) beach in Burbank. Yeah. 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 And I saw that and I was sort of like, Oh, this, this girl is like fun. And, or this woman, excuse me, is, is very fun and sort of like, likes to say, Hey, you know, there are times in life when we are stressed, but there are also times in life when we kick off of our shoes and dip our toes in the sand. And that is why I swiped right. And we matched instantly. And, you know, I used my opening line that I use of every Tinder person, which is like, Hey, it's what I do is I go, whatever day of the week it is, I go, it's Tuesday or whatever. And I just say that. And I sort of leave it open-ended for that person to go, um, okay, what? (laughs) And then like, we're, and then we're talking, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was really, I thought that was really fun. And I got it on a Wednesday. So I got confused. Do you remember that? Like, I was like, wait, is he making a joke that like Wednesday is like Tuesday? And then I was like, that's right. We matched late on Tuesday. And I said, it's Tuesday. And you didn't get of the message till the next morning. because you had gone to bed early that night. I remember we talked about that. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you remember all that. That's crazy. Of course, I remember all of that. I remember all of the sort of interactions I have of women. I hold women, the women of my life, very near and dear of my heart, and you are no exception of that. Oh my gosh, uh, Jane, I, wow. I I I look upon our time fondly, and I'm happy to know that our time has not come to an end. That we still are here and are able to be speaking of each other as two human beings, one male, one female, um, yeah, well, speaking of each other. Sounds. I mean. I feel like too, it sounds like you and I have both been on like a big evolution, like our own sort of personal yes. evolution. And like, very yeah. interesting to me to be like, oh, we connected at this one time and place when we were two people mm-hmm. and grew in such very different directions. And yet the growth has seems to have curved inward and we're meeting again. And like, in my mind, I'm like, so who knows what could happen? Like, I don't want to put like a label right. on it. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, we're just friends or like, oh, nothing will ever happen again. Or like, this isn't the beginning of like, maybe our second go round. And I also wouldn't necessarily say it is all those things, but like, yeah. yeah. And, and I, of course, like to always, you know, keep, uh, I don't want to be closed minded. I'd like to be open minded as the opposite of that and say things such as like, yeah, maybe somebody that I have dated of the past where that relationship ran of its natural course, died of its natural causes, um, that that couldn't reignite sometime either dating again or maybe just like one sort of passionate one night thing or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I remember, you know, 
being clear of that when, when you and I were dating and sort of saying that like, yeah, no, I am like friends with all my exes and I still do text a lot of them like while we're dating. And that is no threat of you. That just means like I am friends and that is a display to you that like, I'm not somebody who, you know, harbors of grudges and things like that. And am, am sort of like very open to um, respecting of women, no matter what our history is or current history. Does yeah. that make sense? That thing I just said? Yeah. To- yeah. It totally makes sense. And I, and I do remember that like, like we would be out to dinner and like you would be texting with women and you were like, but like, this is me respecting you because in the future, like I'll be with a girl that isn't you, but I'll be texting you. And like, like yeah always... if in the future i was with a girl that wasn't you yeah yeah but i think you just said when and like and i remember being like oh, okay like, i don't remember it that way but i mean i it's definitely what happened and so i just remember being like oh that's interesting like my feelings are a little hurt that you're imagining us being over but also i did understand that i was like oh if he's texting other girls now they're no different right. than i am and like you just keep relationships right. with everybody and like sometimes they would even like weirdly show up like where we were and we'd hang out with them. And that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, 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 and I, I, I want to repeat what you just said of sort of like, you know, you are equal to every other woman I have dated in that, like, you know, you are the same and that is equality. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, you know, just because you and I, you know, dated and we are no longer together. It doesn't mean that I hold you in any less regard than like the person that I'm dating right now. Oh, oh, are you, who are you dating right now? Oh, just I mean, you you don't you don't know this person. Who are who are they? Um, oh, I mean, just, I'm just this. So it, curious, I lo- I just you know you mean a lot to me, and I just want to hear everything, every single detail about her, whoever she is. Oh, and you mean so much of me, and I sort of don't want to. It's like it's I, I would say right now it's not serious yet. We're sort of just kind of, you know, we're just kind of figuring out what feels right, and you know, of course, um, uh-huh. it's it's tough now in this time of pandemic to sort of be casually dating around. So it's sort of this thing where it's like, we kind of have to only see each other, which is like, Uh fine. Um, (laughs) No, I I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I just, I, I, of course, you know, want to be responsible of, of, of other people, but um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, she's just a person and um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And that's the description of her. And do you do trunk play with her too? I'm sorry. Do you remember when we used to do trunk play and you would, you would make me be in the trunk of your car, like for most of the day, like I was a kidnapping victim. And then eventually I'd beg enough that you'd let me out. We haven't quite gotten there yet. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like, that's like intense. Yeah. And, and not, and not to freak out of the listeners here of sort of, you know, uh, any sort of intimate details. I have, you know, we of course are open about speaking of sexual things of this podcast. We're not afraid of that. That does not make us squeamish. But, um, you know, that is one sort of very personal detail of you and I's time together that we did of trunk play. Yeah. And, um, and usually I was too tired by the end to have sex anyway. I was so, you know, dehydrated and stuff. So. Sure, of yeah. course. And then I think that's what sort of made it exciting for me when I did, you know, sort of just convince you to do it anyways. But um. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's such a fond memory of mine. No, and 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 such a fond memory of mine too. And I, I of course, you know, don't like it's it's sort of you know these these are the sort of personal details that come out of a podcast like this. I mean, yeah. this is sort of I think this is why the listeners are here. They're sort of going, "Wow, I, can you believe how open and honest he is, even with somebody that he dated before?" Like, you know, usually yeah. I have guests of here that are like. They're a doctor of some kind. They're somebody that is some expert on something. I don't know. And, and it's like, you're sort of talking technically. And now it's like this opportunity for my listeners to sort of go, wow, like this guy has deep, important relationships, especially of women who he clearly respects. And that's very cool for us to hear. And I'm glad that he's doing this podcast. Would you agree with that? I mean, I think I might have you uh, listened to the podcast. Yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. I, what do you think? Well, it's, you know, triggering is what is the word my therapist uh, used when I told her about listening to it. Well, yeah, I understand that as a as a therapy mm-hmm. word too. Yeah, like uh, you know, I told her how you know you talk a lot about um, what a good sort of person you are and how much mm-hmm. you know you are. Uh, sort of growing and being respectful of, of women and you know she, yeah. and she said that must be painful and I thought don't fucking tell me what to do and I and I quit going to her 
Because mm. she was like weirded out by some of the stuff I told her. You know, like when I was like, oh, ever since the trunk play, like I, you know, like the only way I can get off is to put myself in my own trunk and to hope somebody comes and finds me. And like, sometimes I've been in there for like a long time. I always bring snacks. I'm not a fucking moron, you know? Yeah, no, of course not. Of course. Yeah, yeah you she were was very like smart, concerned. beautiful and intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Do you, yeah, you're welcome. you still think that? I mean, I'm not asking. I don't need you to tell me, but like, do you think that still? Do I still think you're smart, beautiful, and intelligent? Yeah. Like I look older, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, here, well, here's the thing. The answer is yes, but it's not like in an obvious way that you think it was because it's like, I, I do think all women are smart, beautiful, and intelligent. You well, know what I mean? Like, So like I'm like all women? No, no, no. You are very uniquely you, but I'm just saying you are also a woman and you fall in the category of woman and there is no one. I, I'm saying like whether you're asking me this or like the lady of who is my neighbor or like the lady who delivers my mail or any ladies that I interact with of a day, it's like I think they are all – I'm just saying the answer obviously would be yes whether or not we have of a history or an intimate connection of our past. Are you dating your mailman? Your male lady? My male person? No, I'm I'm not I'm not dating of her. Um I, I think she's married. I talk to her. I sort of every now and then when she um delivers of the mail, we sort of chat and uh, I think she has of a husband. Not not to say that I necessarily would want to date her. I'm just saying I'm not dating my male <laughs> woman. Okay. Just I was just asking. Yeah. That's cool. Um yeah. 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 You um, have had a lot of therapists on this show. And I don't. I've I had don't, a few. Yeah. I don't believe in therapy. Wow. I've gone to a lot of them and I don't. And none of them are very smart. And I don't think any of them really get it. And I like I'll I follow therapists on Instagram. And to me, I'm like, I get it. Like, that's enough. I can't believe people don't mm. just do that. Like, it's free. And, you, and it's like in beautiful boxes. It's like, oh here you're allowed to have these emotions and it's on a pink box and i'm like why would you go to therapy and pay someone to tell you that i don't get it wow that's an interesting perspective i I know you mentioned briefly ago that you had tried therapy and you didn't like of your therapist and of course i think that you know people who do attend a therapy which of course we know everybody should but that you know you have to find the therapist that's right for you you know i wish that I so wish I could invent of a time machine and go back in time and make it so that we dated during of a time that I went to therapy because oh I, think, a, I, I think it would have helped you so much for me to be um, sort of explaining to you of therapy things. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, because you're doing it right now. So like we don't even. Yeah, no. And, and, and I'm sort of. I'm, right now. Wouldn't even You wouldn't even need a time machine. Like we could date now and you could explain therapy to me. And that would literally be the fantasy you just said. So like, why don't. So I guess just, do you want to just do that? I don't know. I mean, what is that what you want do, to do? Do I want to start dating again? Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit more complicated of that. And of course, you know, that's something we can speak of off air, but. Um, or on air, you know, whenever we could just speak of it, whenever, speak about it whenever, you know. Sure. I suppose we could. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm, you know, I would consider you someone very close of me. I would consider you uh, a friend, you know, uh, maybe I've seen your butthole. Right. And I've seen yours and, you know, but also I've, you know, I, you know, if, if, um, you know, I've changed a baby's diaper and seen its butthole too, you know what I mean? Like, or I've seen my dog's butthole, you know, it's like, um, I mean, I would do, I would do baby play or dog play. If that's what you are saying, is that what you want? Um, I wouldn't. You know what baby I like? I like that baby dinosaur. Do you remember that baby dinosaur from the early nineties? Of the show Dinosaurs, not the mama. Yes, yes, yes. I am, of course, a nineties kid and remember of this. Okay, so so you would be in this um hypothetical sexual scenario. You would be of the baby of dinosaurs saying not the mama, and I would yeah. be who the mama or the the dada. Which one would turn you on the most? Which dinosaur? What kind of hmm. dinosaur would be attracted to a baby dinosaur? Would be attracted to. I mean, I love being. I would love to be of the patriarch of the house, Carl Sinclair. But um, uh, I don't know that it would be. I mean, I guess it's a fantasy scenario. I, it would, that would be father and son, which would be just sort of kind of crazy to me. Although yeah. whatever goes on behind closed doors of people's doors, then that's their business. But um, you could be that grandma. You could be that really blunt, angry grandma. So what I'm hearing from you is that you're interested in getting back together with me. 
And of course, um, I am, of course, casually seeing the person that I have been seeing. And we have had no talk of exclusivity of, you know, saying if you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend, you know. Um, so I think it's something that possibly could work if that's something that you're open to. If you would also understand that it would be casual on your end as well. Well, yeah. And what I, you know, the way I understand casual to mean is like, you say like, oh, it's casual because like, that's what turns guys on and then they are so attracted to you that with it being casual that then they want it to be serious right so so you're saying that i would want it that that it would eventually turn serious for us if we had if we start casual and and i think that that is a possibility of course you know but um like it's possible you just you would be like oh my god i'm so in love with you and like i've like for years like even though i didn't consciously know it I've thought about you and like regretted like every time I wasn't with you and like every second of like every day. And like, wow, I have all these, like every time I've been in a store and I've seen something, I realize now like, Oh, it's a present I wanted to get you. And like every time I ate in a restaurant, like now I'm like, Oh, I wish I bought two. So we ate it together. Wow. That sounds hard. I mean, you never know who knows, like maybe that's what you'll realize or like, or something else. Who knows? And, and I think what's a very cool thing of relationships, especially lasting relationships such as ours, is that, you know, you can, for your friends, like, give them of a gift. You know what I mean? I, I hope that you don't, you didn't think all of this time that you couldn't have given me a gift or gone to dinner with me or called me on the phone or had sex with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I definitely thought all that because, because when we broke up, you said, like, Remember, women and men can't be friends, so, like, we can't. This is it. We're not. Yeah, and I and I think that I, I was, I think I, what I meant of that, and I, of course, want to remind you and the listeners that we were dating of a time before I was attending of therapy, so I was sort of, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was bad at life or anything, but I would say that I was, you know, just not of a, I, I didn't have of the tools to do things perfectly, like I'm doing them now. Do you know, does that make sense? So, so, so saying something of that, I think was, I think the sentiment was, I think I just didn't know how to communicate it well. What I wanted to say when I said that men and women can't be friends is that like they can be friends, um, you know, but this is just different. They can be friends, but you and I were different. So we couldn't be friends. No, no, no. Of course we could be friends. I think it's sort of like, you, you know what I meant by it is that, um, you know, in the immediate aftermath of our relationship, our intimate relationship ending, it's like I needed some time for me. I needed to take some time and some space for myself. And I think I just didn't know how to communicate that well at the time. I see. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you definitely like took a lot of space and like, I think you took a lot of space before you told me you wanted space. So I remember I thought you were dead for a week and that was weird because Mm, you you mm. started taking your space before you let me know that we were, that you needed me to break up with you. I think one thing about, um, you know, uh, one thing I've learned of therapy of my therapist, Dr. Myra Delaney is, you know, that of boundaries. And I think when I had sort of been, you know, feeling like I needed again, some time of myself in that time, that I was taking of a boundary. And I think that a boundary is not something that needs to be explicitly said. You know what I mean? It's like, just like you don't owe me anything. I don't owe, owe you anything. So it's like, I, I mean, don't I necessarily think you owe, owe you. I think you owe me. I think you fucking owe, owe you owe what me. exactly? You fucking owe me an explanation and another go at it because, you know, things did not end the way I thought they would end. And I think, you know, that everyone deserves a second chance and everyone deserves a second chance. Wow. Okay. Sorry, I got really mad there. I I don't try not to do that anymore. That's okay. I want this to be a place of safe space where you can express of your emotions, even if that emotion is anger toward me for something that I didn't necessarily do wrong. Do you know what I mean? You are entitled of your feelings, of course, I and mean, I am you, not here. You pretended to be dead for a week. To pre- to, uh, I, I pretended to be dead, or you thought I was dead. Do you know what I mean? I think there's when a I difference. When I came in over, that. you lay on your floor as if you'd had a heart attack and hoped I would go away. But instead, you know, I broke in to make sure you were okay. And 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 I and I guess I would say no part of you thought that maybe I had had a heart attack. Do you know what I mean? Like no, every part of me thought you'd had a heart attack. I thought you were oh, okay. dead, but you were hoping I would just see you and go. Oh, he's on the floor. 
I'll just leave. Right. And, 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 and you, and you, and you did leave eventually, right? It's not like I, yeah, you're I, saying you wanted to leave or you wanted to stay. Well, like what, what did you want from that? Do you know what I mean? Like who well, knows? I, like I, I could have just been taking of a nap. Yeah. But I, you, you didn't use to nap on your floor. So that would have been new behavior. Well, I, I think I, that day I had had a long day. Well, I, but I didn't know that because you hadn't been texting me for a whole week. So I came over right. and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to confront him. And, and also I was worried because I thought maybe you were dead in a ditch because people die in ditches and then mm-hmm. they don't have anybody who knows about it. So I went over, I looked in your window and I saw you lying on the floor, but I heard a scuffle before that, like, because I guess you saw me coming up the walk, but I didn't know that at the time. So I thought, oh, maybe someone murdered him or he fell down from a heart attack. So I went around and I broke in to your apartment and I shook you and he kept giggling because I was accidentally tickling you. Mm. And and then you finally told me that you were just pretending. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think um, I don't know if we're going to get to the bottom of this one. But I will say that, you know, I think we need to be forgiving of mistakes if that people have made of the past. Not to say that I made a mistake here, but just that, like, it seems as though I didn't behave in that moment in alignment with what you were expecting me to behave, you know, in, in accordance with your expectations of what you needed of me in that moment. And, you know, I think that would just be a reason for you to let go of expectations of, of a partner that you have or anyone of your life. You know what I mean? Like... You came in there expecting me to be like, oh my God, Jane, like, I'm so happy to see of you. Like, I'm so in love with you. Let's make love right here as soon as you walk of the door. And it's like, that seems like what you wanted. And I didn't give that of you. And then that was sort of like, you chose to have anger of that. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying because honestly, yeah. like, like, here's where I get confused is I'm like, yeah, I had this expect expectation that you've honestly, even just that you would not pretend to be dead to get me to leave and that's not fair because you wanted to pretend to be dead instead of dealing with me and I wasn't listening to what you needed and my I get confused because my therapists say well that's gaslighting yeah I know what that is you know like oh he's making you feel he's making you feel crazy but you're saying I caused it and I, I I tend to agree with you and I tend to agree with me as well. You know, I'm I'm glad you can admit of that. I think that's big of you. And, you know, it's just sort of like, I don't know, we need to... One, one thing I've learned is that I feel like we need to let people live of their lives. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I might look at people outside of me and say gosh, I really don't like the way that that person is behaving. I really don't like that, that, that thing that they said to me or that they said of someone else. But it's one of those things that's like, I do not have any um, control or jurisdiction over those people. So it's one of those things that I have to sort of be like, if people do stuff, even though if it is bothersome or even harmful of me, that's them. And I just got to fo- put the focus back on me. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think in that moment, where you thought I was dead, it was sort of like you were putting all the focus on me and it was like I would encourage you or I would have encouraged you if I wasn't very heavily asleep to um, put the focus on yourself in that moment. So if I had put like, let's just role play. So like, well, don't really do that because then you'll be, then you won't say anything at all. But like if I were to put the focus on me in that moment, I would have walked up to the door I would have heard a, a suspicious scuffle. I would have looked okay. in the window and seen that you looked dead. How would I have focused on me? So you want me in the role play, you would like me to play you? Well, I guess now I'm just... Why don't I play you and you play me? Okay. Okay. So okay. here's how I would have done it if I were you. So you're off the floor just having of a nice nap. Okay, okay. Or I mean, I guess whatever your interpretation of it is, but it just... Coming from my perspective, that's if that helps your character at all. We'll just go neutrally that I'm lying on the floor for now. Okay. So, um, okay. I look of the window. I'm like, so if I'm you, I'm like, what the hell is he doing in there? What? A, hold, knock, 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 right? Like crazy fucking like never ending knocking. And then like, okay, I'm going to try the door. So you go of the door. You, ha- you have of a key, right? You have your own key. 
Yeah. You have, I have, I had, well, I'm you. So you, you had given me a key, me as you. Right. And then I come in and I see you, me lying of the floor and I go. No, that's not what happened. Okay. What happened? You changed the locks. Okay. So, so I had there's... to break. So you go around to the back and you have to break in the bathroom window, which is small and it's about the size of your butt. So you get stuck like poo for like a long time before right. you pop in. Sure, yeah. And of course, I'm not remembering any of this because I was in a deep state of REM sleep. So, okay, so I, you, climb of the window of the bathroom, right? I come in, I walk in of the living room, and I see you, me, of the floor. Yeah. And so now, of my example of being you, it's here is how I, if I were you of that situation, if I had put the focus on me instead of on you, me. Yeah, tell me. Okay, so I so so I walk in and I go, oh, he's on the floor right now. Is he okay? Maybe he's maybe he's dead right now. Maybe he's had a heart attack. Well, let me take a moment here to take of a deep breath. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember really, but um, and then you can go. Oh, um, wow, maybe. Maybe maybe I don't know what a person has gone through in a day. Maybe I think that of myself right now. Maybe I don't know what this person has been through, the trauma of their life, the trauma of their day. Maybe he just had a long day and he's asleep. And, you know, I have to know, I have to go, what, what am I doing? I just went over to someone's house, banged of the window, tried to bust of a door, busted open of a window and went in. What it, what what is my behavior of this situation? What it, what can I what could I have done differently here? Maybe you know what? Maybe I need to go home, go back out, squeeze myself back out of that bathroom window, and take a long hard and, and before I go in the window while I'm in the bathroom, take a long hard look of the mirror that's in there above the sink and say, "I love that I, mirror." By the way, it had great lighting. I always felt really good when I looked. At yes, it. great vanity lights right above it. Um, we're not speaking of that right now though. So. I look of that Sorry. mirror and I go, is it, is it me that's having, uh, is it me that's having of the sort of heart attack right now, an attack of the heart, an attack of emotion right now. And that's making me sort of act in this way, the, the way that I can be respectful and, and, and care of this person is caring of myself first so that I'm the best person I can be around this person. And it makes it easier for them to be around me. And then you climb back out of the window and you go home and you do something like, I don't know, like watch TV or, or like do a puzzle or something. Does that make sense? Was that a good, do you understand that of the role play we just did? Yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to do is like, you know, because I like to sort of take in specific lessons that I learn and try to like apply them to yeah. life in general, because otherwise you just learn a bunch of lessons, but then you don't actually learn anything. So I'm trying to like go, okay, so how can I use this in the future since this already happened in the past? Anytime I see somebody, like if they faint or they have a heart attack or they're choking or they're being taken into a van against their will or they're sick. I don't know that's really the case. It might be in my head that that's happening and I should not help them and I should not rush over and call 911. I should go home. I should go home and I should watch TV. And if I'm still feeling anxious, I should get in my trunk. Yes. So any, okay. I think that's correct. Yeah. And you know, I, TV was just an, exa of an example, just sort of do something that's for yourself. Like maybe have a bu bu bubble bath and light up some candles and read up some books. Are you, are you seeing a lot of people getting um, kidnapped and having heart attacks? And it seems like it's happened enough that you would have. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky in that. Like I saved a guy from choking and he was choking. Like it wasn't in my head, wow. but I feel like, like that was just random. I mean, it could have been in my head, like, what if I'd gone to help him and I had been metaphorically joking? Like you're saying, that would have been really embarrassing. Yeah, like, I think so. I think next time. And, and of course, in that scenario, if I had been having of a heart attack, I, of course, would have loved to, for you to have saved me. It's just like, you know, you're saying, like, I thought that you were having a heart attack and I'm saying, like, I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I like, was, I would be forever grateful of you for saving of my life in that moment, but I wasn't. And it's sort of like you're, it feels like maybe what I'm hearing you say is that you're mad at me because I wasn't having a heart attack. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely did say that because I because it seemed like you were pretending to have a heart attack. And so I wanted you to be telling the truth. So I guess really I was angry that you were not telling the truth. Ah, okay. I, I would say that I wasn't necessarily not telling the truth. I was just not telling anything. I wasn't speaking. I was just completely face down on the of the floor. And that's just one sort of personal thing that I was doing that maybe just, you know, you wouldn't understand. And And then when we did finally talk about it, you said, I always break up with women this way. I always pretend I'm dead. Did I say that? Did I say I always break up? I, I wonder if those are the exact words I said. Are those the words I said? I think so. So and you're I, saying those are the words that I said. You said, I always pretend I'm dead when I want to get out of something. I guess you said get out of something. And was I saying it in that moment or had I said that to you previously? You were still giggling because I was still trying to revive you, but it was tickling you. Mm. So you were like, <laughs> I always stop it. I always do. I get stop it. I do this whenever I want to get out. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do not like being tickled. And I remember you sort of tickling me many times when we were dating and sort of being like, I seriously do not want you to do that. And you kind of didn't listen to that. You were like, oh, I think it's cute when I tickle you. And I sort of was like, like, I, like, I almost felt like I got violent. Like, I was just sort of like, please do not do that. Like, I really don't like it. And that's something you sort of didn't listen of i mean separate yeah. issue i'm just that's just reminded me of that sure yeah yeah because i well and i feel like consent is overrated okay interesting so, explain like, that of me so like you would say i really don't like that but i would think that doesn't matter but it's interesting of you to to be of a woman to have a different perspective of that do you know what i mean that's just why it's interesting to have you here to have that perspective yeah, I mean, I think people are always like, oh, women should, like, believe in, like, women's rights. Or, like, oh, women have to be feminists. But, like, that's so sexist to, like, make me, like, be like, oh, you have to be a feminist. Or, like, oh, you have to stand up for yourself. Or, like, people who, like, you're kind. You know, where mm. I'm, like, or I can, like, join a men's rights group and I have just as much a right as to do that as a man. So so what uh, that that's something that we I uh, wanted to come back to. So what what again led you to be of a men's rights group and do you are you still part of that is that still an ideology that you have uh, of your life now because we don't have a lot of time left here but I do want to catch up of what has gone on between when we broke up and now and then of course to see what our future entails. Okay, well then I'll give you the nutshell. The nutshell okay. version. I joined the men's rights group because I thought I could learn how to be your ideal woman or, you know, whatever, some guy's ideal woman. And I was, I had a really good time for a while. Like I was their like female mascot and like they'd send me into like dangerous situations with like scary feminists. Um, mm. And then my family did like a confrontation, like a, what is it called? You know, when your family all writes letters to you and they tell uh, you. An uh, intervention. They did an intervention. And they were like, this has gone too far. Like, before you started dating, you know, Lil Mookie, you were, like, this really strong woman. And, like, you had so much self-confidence. And you had, like, you were, like, on a career track. And mm. you've just, like, fallen apart. I miss your family, too, by the way. They love you. Yeah, I love even, them, Even too. after everything. Even though they see what I've become. Which yeah. They, which, by the I way. I still like, get emails from your mom every now and then. Yeah, my mom loves my mom loves you. She's always like that man wrecked you and PS he's so funny. Yeah, like my, yeah, 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 yeah. Like my sister's always like, "Oh my god, let's even though he's the destroyer of your heart, like he's also destroys when he talks cuz he's so funny." Like Yeah, just, yeah, 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 no. They love no. you. It's so please please tell them I said hello. Yeah, I'll tell them. Um, but yeah, so I got out of the men's rights group and then I went to like nine or 10 therapists and like all of them were really dumb. And, uh, so then, uh, I got out and I started listening to your podcast because I saw that you had one mm -hmm. and then I reached out and I was like, Hey, like if you're looking for guests, I'd be down. And, and I remember getting of that text and going, wow, what a pleasant surprise of my past. I, I, I haven't spoken to Jane in quite a while, not because we don't like each other, but just because like. Like you said before, you know, we had of different paths and, um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be speaking of you now and seeing that you're doing so well, despite it seeming like maybe you're not doing that well. And I'm wondering, um, 
do you think that therapy is something that you would try again? I know you said you maybe didn't love it, but like, you know, if we're going to start something again, you know, I do, I I'm trying to let go of expectations of people that I are, are, I have romantic partnerships of, but one non-negotiable attribute is that they have to be in therapy. I get that. But like, wouldn't it make the most sense if we're going to be together for you to go to therapy and then you just do therapy as my therapist? Like, cause then you could just like, hmm. you could just like therapize me in the way that like makes the most sense for the relationship. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. And I would be willing to do that if that would be okay with you. Um, you know, if you're somebody who you think therapy is not going to work or you don't have the time for it, then sure, I would be happy to. I mean, this is why I do this podcast. Everybody that listens to this podcast, you know, whether or not they go of therapy, um, gets something of therapy from it because I'm taking what I learned of therapy and putting it out upon the airwaves and into people's lives and making society a better place to live upon. So it would just basically be the same for you, but you would getting you would be getting even more intimate access of that. So okay, I would be willing to um, uh, move forward with this with that as a stipulation. So just to clarify, we are going to okay. start dating again. You're going to therapize me, and it's going to start casual. But that obviously, I've seen like a lot of movies, and I know that what that leads to, and it's like it's like really good. And then the girl that you're with is she's gonna be. We're not. I'm not with her, but right. Yeah, you're not even with her, so she's gonna. Yeah, I'm fine. She'll be fine. Who cares? Like, who cares? And you know, because it's a casual thing, I maybe will not disclose this of her. But um, doesn't she listen to this podcast? Yeah, it's. It's. I'm having trouble getting her to, but um, we'll we'll get there. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. She just kind of doesn't like podcasts in general. She more listens to music. Oh, that's weird. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we start with a coffee? Okay. And go from there. Okay. Great. I'm actually outside. I'm outside your place right now. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. I've Okay. I can go over um, grab us coffees really fast and like Oh wow, yeah, I see you Hi. through the Hi. through the blinds there. Hi. Oh wow. Hi. So you're just you're on your phone right now, just yeah. But there's a Starbucks around the corner. Do you want me to go get you? Your do you still do you still drink your same sugar-free um, skim vanilla latte with caramel syrup? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, great. Um, get me one of those, and um, we'll wrap up the recording here. And um... okay, don't die. Don't be dead when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> you better be. You better be vertical. <laughs> You better, you better not be hard. We'll long. see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, Jane. Um, okay. Well, may, this is, wow. Uh, the listeners must be going, what is going on? Did I just hear yeah. this right? These They're like, two are oh going to get back together. They're like, this is a forward? rom-com. They're yeah. Like, oh and maybe, maybe we can, yeah, maybe we can have you back and we can update if the listeners, uh, you know, depending on how it goes again, we're just starting of coffee. Yeah, we don't and know. Not... We're just, we're just going to be so casual. Like, and I love you. I, I love you. Okay, well, Jane Hardy, um, I guess we didn't talk about anything of your personal life or your career, but would you like to plug to. anything? No, who cares oh. about that? Listen, if I'm not back in 10 minutes, I might be in my trunk with a couple of coffees, and I might need somebody to let me out. Okay, so let's, okay, so, um, all right, then, okay, thank, okay, then we're, then we're wrapping up now, and I will be outside in, in, in a few minutes. Okay. Okay, um, Jane Hardy, thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, uh, well, I need to ask you this because I ask of all my guests, do you feel worthy? No. Okay, I love you. I'll, I'll see you outside. Love you. Bye. We have of our first email question upon the podcast. Okay, this email comes from listener Alyssa. Alyssa writes of me, Mookie, grateful for you are worthy brightening my days during a very dark time. Questions of self-worth doubts while trying to date after many years of being single. I am an older, accomplished woman that cannot find of love or companionship via dating apps or regular life. Do you have any advice for this sort of thing? Many thanks. And many thanks to you, Alyssa, for your email. You say you are an older, accomplished woman who has been single for many years, and you were having trouble finding of a partner and feeling the feelings of self-doubt because of that. And I understand this feeling. And the simple answer is, just keep putting yourself out there. 
You say you have trouble of dating apps, but I do believe those are a great tool of modern dating, especially in a time of the world like that of now. And I understand your frustration of these things, but to quit of trying altogether is to not give yourself the opportunities you are sad that you do not have or that you are not getting. So my simple advice of this is to keep at it and know that it may take some patience to match with someone you are compatible of. Now, the more complex, and I guess you could say clever or deep answer to this, is to practice of patience as you keep trying and putting yourself out there. I think this may be the best piece of advice anyone could give of this, of my opinion. Be patient of others, yes, but most importantly, be patient of yourself. If the dating apps are not working of you right now, that does not mean that they will never work. It just means simply that they are not working right now. And maybe we don't even have to look at it as not working, but working in the sense that you are trying and working toward the forward direction of meeting someone. And that goes same for out and about real life meeting of people as well. We must go out in order to get, so to say. It's like sports, of which I'm sure you love. When we haven't won the game in the first quarter... That does not mean that the game is lost. It just means that there is no winner or loser until the game is over. You know what I mean? Like there is more game of which to play and or points of which to score. And yes, at the end of it, we may still lose the game, but there are more games upon the schedule. But we cannot forfeit the game in the first half because we have not been declared the winner of that point. Does that make sense? It really does, doesn't it? And you say, Alyssa, that you are an accomplished woman, and I believe that you are. And that is something to be very proud of, which it seems like you are. You are feeling of self-doubt because of dating, but I want you and my loyal listeners to remember that dating is not the only thing of which we can measure our worth. You are worthy for many things, if I could quote the title of the podcast. You are worthy for great accomplishments. You are worthy for the relationships you've had of the past. You are worthy for simply being a human being upon the planet of Earth. And just because in the present moment of life we are not of a relationship, or working of a significant life or work thing, or whatever it may be, it does not make us not worthy. You are worthy always. And there are people out there that see that, that can see that, that will see that. And you will find them and they will find you. And it may not come of the form that you are imagining, or at the time you had imagined it, but it might just be better. Or worse, who knows? I don't know. But it's all part of the sports game of life. And if I know anything about sports, which I do, is that they are fun to play. So strap up your helmet and get out there. Hut hut! And with that, 2020 comes of a close in the best way it possibly could. I won't say I'm going to miss it, but I never say won't, and I rarely say never. What an incredible year this has been for me in this podcast. I want to thank all of my loyal listeners for your support. It means the world of me. If you would like me to answer of your life advice questions from the perspective of therapy on the airways, you can call me upon 424-245-5477. Again, that's 424-245-5477 and leave of me a voicemail. You can also write your questions to me at youareworthypod at gmail.com. Thank you of my guest, Jane Hardy. We're going to give it another shot. We'll see how it goes. Lil Mookie B merch is available at TeePublic. T-shirts, sweatshirts, baby clothes, buttons, stickers, mugs, you name it, I'm on it. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash Lil Mookie B and get it on your body today. That's tpublic.com slash user slash Lil Mookie B. If you would like to support of this podcast, you can visit anchor.fm slash B slash support and make a monthly donation, large or small, to keep this podcast upon the airwaves and inside your ear holes. That's anchor.fm slash B slash support. Please listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else upon platforms of which you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review us five stars. Guys, I don't even have anything clever to say of you anymore, believe it or not. Just do as Nike does and just do it. You can follow me on social medias, at Lil Mookie B across all platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. 
That's L-I-L-M-O-O-K-I-E-B. You can also follow You Are Worthy Pod. Our podcast theme song is an original composition upon me, Lil Mookie B, in collaboration of Midi Keys and Maya, the GarageBand drummer. Thank you for listening, and as always, keep continuing to be worthy. Happy New Year to one and all! Production in association of Pink Hoodie Media.